taking you into the first song of the day, and that is Goldfish. Everything is changing. Isn't that true? Change is the only constant, and that's the one thing we know for sure. It's 13 past 7. You are with SFM 104 to 107. This is the JSB on a Saturday, broadcasting to you from Cape Town. And when you looked at the coastline today as I was coming into work, this beautiful pink bank of clouds could mean anything, not uh, knowing the weather systems here for sure. But it really was beautiful and the sea was looking fabulous as well. And we thought that this would be a good time to cover one of the stories that has been following and I've been following it and we've been following it here on the show for a while. There's another win for small scale fishing communities. And uh, this is a win on the West Coast seismic testing ban. To try and understand it a little bit further, on the line we've got Liz McDade, Strategic Lead at the Green Connection. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning to you and all your listeners. Liz, it's always a a pleasure to chat to you, so let's go right into it. First of all, we're talking not now about Shell, but rather about the... um, Australian company Searcher Seismic, which was challenged earlier to discontinue any activities related to uh, seismic surveys on the West Coast. Talk to us about what they were doing and what the case was against them. So in the same way as on the East Coast in December, um, where Shell was active, in this situation it was Searcher and the company was, was Uh, planning and in fact had started doing the same kind of seismic surveys where they are actually looking for oil and gas under the ocean. And that's, I think, the first objection is that from a climate change perspective, we don't believe that this activity, these activities should be happening at all because we believe that um, we need to shift our our, um, energy mix away from fossil fuels and particularly uh, we know that gas is is not better than coal because of methane and its impact on the climate. So what we saw was that Searcher got a permit to carry on uh, doing the seismic survey, which is, um, as you all, your listeners and you now know, is the um, pulsing of sound in in like a, a firing of an air gun type of of the sound blast that comes out, bounces off the ocean floor, and um, then is received and gives the ship an understanding of what's underneath the sea. But obviously, to penetrate the ocean, you have to have quite a loud um, blast, and the impacts of this on the marine life have been documented uh, with you know, to evidence that there's, there's, there's harm caused by such activities. So what happened is that the fishing communities obviously were very concerned that um, they depend on the fish. If the fish move away, then they will have real difficulty in putting food on the table. Um, and what we also know is that the blasting could potentially uh, kill off or damage the fish plankton. In other words, the, the larvae of the fish. We can't get out the way as the thing moves mm. through the water. Um, and so that, again, would then potentially impact on, on fish stocks into the future. So, so, so Liz, happens, just, yeah. just mm. for clarity, I understand that the small-scale fishing communities from Langabarn and from the Western Cape were actually part of the applicants in the case, that they were actually yes. driving the case forward. 
Yes, so the fishers themselves, I just to that with a bit of background, so the fishers themselves who were not consulted. So this is the, mm. you know, fishers were, were not consulted. They, they had no opportunity to give their views. Um, have now taken the the searcher uh, and the department to court mm. to say, you know, our livelihoods are at risk. You didn't consult us, and we want that whole permit set aside. But in the the, in the in the case, there's there's a part of where we as the Green Care Nexon also believe they should have done the environmental impact assessment and not just the management plan, which they did with a mining type of permit. Mm. But um, so the but the fishers are are also obviously adamant that we a court case might take a long time, uh, and so in the in the interim we want the the um, blasting stopped. So what yeah. happened is they went to court to get an interdict, an interim interdict, to ask the court to stop the blasting until such time as the court case could be heard. Um, yeah. So Liz, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push through on this because I'm a bit worried that we're gonna run out of time. One of the things, and I think that this is what really struck me with this particular story. So we've seen these these um, interdicts and cases going against, for example, Shell. Now it's um, Searcher from Australia. What struck me about this particular story was that apparently the um, use of the Abalobi web app, which follows where fisher, fishermen fish and small-scale fishermen are engaged in the ocean, was actually used to support the case of the fishermen and women. Where um, so you can trace you as yes. the customer who buys fish, you yes. can trace that they were able to use this this uh, Avalobi app to show the court that the fishers don't just stick right close to the to the coast, but they actually go quite far out looking mm. for fish. So that was one of those things which was were able to be used to show the court that it is going to be an impact because the fishers will actually be in that area. I absolutely love that because it's the use of technology for very powerful. And I suppose one could say righteous action. Liz, um, in closing, what's the next step? On the 24th of February, we will hear the merits of the interdict will be heard in court. And we are obviously very hopeful that uh, the interdict will then be implemented in full, as it were. And there will be no more blasting from seismic. And they have indicated if they don't win, they're going to leave. So it seems if you don't play by their rules, they're going to go home. Well, I suppose what we could say to them is those boots are made for walking. The time has come. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Liz McDade, strategic lead at the Green Connection. And uh, I understand that it was some extremely tense court arguments which took place uh, with regards to that particular interdict and that win, which uh, has taken place for a diversity of very small-scale fishers and fishers along the western Cape, um, not the Western Cape, the Western, the West Coast of the Western Cape, and really focusing on the use of artisanal fishing and aquaculture. And we'll follow up on that story a little bit later, not specifically that story, but the story of fishing in Africa and why it is important and why we really need to engage on that one as well. It's 7.20.